<coughs> Ladies <coughs> and gentlemen, <coughs> brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, by the grace and power of God, I want to continue to preach in your hearing. Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Wokeism is actually deceptionism. The devil is a lie. Jesus Christ said, the devil is the father of lies. He is a deceiver. And he is pulling out all of the stops through what the world calls wokeism. And I call deceptionism. In every facet of life. I told you that many people are going to die because of wokeism. Many people have died because of wokeism. For when you find out that everything is a lie, you cannot build hope on lies. And so many young people have been deceived. So many old people have been deceived. So many middle-aged people have been deceived by the devil. For he has been working in all categories. And he specializes in getting people caught up in one facet of the multifaceted monster, the blob of Beelzebub. And so the church, many in the church, Jesus Christ predicted that the, even the elect could be deceived. And so all I want to read tonight at this time is the first verse of 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that on your earth, it is six o'clock in the morning somewhere. It is twelve or one o'clock in the afternoon, going on two, I believe, in China. And uh, we praise you and we thank you that we have people who listen to us and watch us around the world and who read us around the world. 
on multiple platforms and uh, Holy Father God is good to be with you tonight and with those who are participating with us tonight live and those who will participate with us on demand as time goes on. I thank you, Holy Father God, for the workers behind the scenes, uh, Daniqua Grace, Daniel Ezekiel, Danielle Elizabeth, who are manning the stations. I praise you and I thank you for all of my children who have contributed uh, to my being here tonight, Danny, Daniel, Danita and Danae as well. For all of them have laid the foundation to make it so easy for me to be here tonight and to preach live on and through a podcast to preach live uh, through a certain company where people can not only see me and hear me but they can see me as well and then to uh, preach uh, into the big mic for the podcast on demand and uh, Holy Father God I do praise you and I do thank you tonight and I thank you for all that you have allowed me to accomplish throughout the day to have a sense of accomplishment as I stand before you tonight to accomplish the most important part of my life and the most important part of my day. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who in my family, in this audience, in this country and around the globe who are saved and born again by your grace not perfect but certainly saved because we have truly believed in you and you did a work in our hearts and we are interested in obeying you uh, even though sometimes we fail for Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us who are saved uh, in my family, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe, please forgive us of our sins, failures, and faults. Wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. <clears throat> and... Uh, Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us who are saved. And Lord, fill us afresh and anew tonight uh, with the unction, the anointing, the fruit, the liberty, the freedom, and the power of your Holy Spirit. To love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Lord, grant us fresh unction and anointing and uh, fresh power of your Holy Spirit 
speak to all of our hearts. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. And thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see another uh, almost Thanksgiving week, which my family and I have, by your grace, enjoyed and produced many books down through the years, celebrating Thanksgiving in those warm and cuddly times. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for all of those days. And as I told my children, all of my children today, I thank you, Lord, for uh, those precious memories. And, Lord, I do feel sad for people who did not do what they were supposed to do in their family life and uh, therefore they don't have that gift of precious memories. Everything is bitter. Uh, and so I give you the glory, uh, the praise and the honor. Save that soul that is nearest hell. Revive those who are saved. Bless and protect us all in the snowy rain tonight and ice that's coming down and uh, Lord uh, protect all of us who name the name of Christ until you come for your glory praise and honor and thank you for protecting us to this point and Lord uh, you're moving upon my heart to pray for the families that lost their four children in Idaho the families that lost their Three sons at the University of Virginia. That's a huge, huge accomplishment to get into the University of Virginia. And now they're gone. One, the we found out today, Lord, that the children, the uh, young people, rather, in that apartment off campus, they all seem so full of life and just having a ball in there. Uh, in their college life, uh, and they were all stabbed, they're saying they were all stabbed to death while they were asleep. They don't even know what hit them. They didn't have a chance. And that's what we're gathering, but one father is saying that his daughter fought, and uh, Holy Father God I don't know if they have anybody yet or not, and I have not been keeping up with the news as I have been busy today, but I did hear that. And Lord, one young man uh, on the University of Virginia football team, he was shot while he was sleeping. He, didn't, he don't even know what hit him. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would... I thank you for protecting us down through the years, but help people to realize no matter how, uh, what kind of neighborhood they live in, what what color they are, uh, you can be, as they showed videos of these young people, you can be partying and having a good time at the food truck one minute and stabbed to death the next in light of the black young men you can be coming from a college field trip 
And I remember being on those when I was in college, and I know why professors do that now, because they those field trips are sometimes a whole semester worth of education by themselves. Coming back on a nice, comfortable bus, enjoying the ride, not even knowing anybody had a gun. And uh, shot to death over nothing. So Lord, help my children to understand how dangerous and how perilous these days are. Help other Christian people and other people to understand that even though everybody wants to be footloose and fancy free, we're not living in those days anymore. We're just not living in those days anymore. As I think about the Yavalde children, as you know, Lord, to comfort those families as well. I told my wife the news report I heard in the distance where the police chief knew. He was on, on the phone with one of the little boys, and he knew there were about ten children still alive, and he didn't go in. I, I couldn't listen to that. And so I told my wife, I couldn't, I can't listen to that. It's too much. That's too much. And so, Holy Father God, help us to do what you want us to do and to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor as best we can and to glorify your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. The word perilous was used in classical Greek, both of dangerous wild animals and of the raging sea. Its only other New Testament Occurrence is in the story of the Gadarene demoniacs, as I was sharing with you last night, who were as savage, savage and untamed as wild beasts, and whom Matthew describes as so fierce that no one could pass that way. Do you have people like that that you're dealing with in your family? In your church, on the job, how about road rage? There are people so fierce today. And you know what is going on? They are demon-possessed. They're demon-influenced, demon-controlled. You know what made the men in Gadarene that way, the Gadarene men that way? The devil. The devil is nasty. The devil is fierce. And if God does not protect you, you don't have a chance. Just like those four children did not, four teenagers did not have a chance. Like the Uvalde children did not have a, t a chance. Like the young people, the beautiful young people in South Korea. I know those people. They don't be. They don't push like that. That's not their nature. Anybody who knows the uh, South Koreans, they are the, some of the sweetest people, 
They show deference and give right away. They do not push like that. Somebody pushed those people into that murderous situation. The devil is a lie. And the whole world is deceived. You're in the age of deceptionism. That was a satanic blood sacrifice. It was set up and uh, driven by the devil and the dev- and devilish people. That was not an accident. Don't believe the news report. Same thing down in Houston with that singer, rapper. People are fierce because they're demon-possessed. Men, obviously, are more fierce. They'll look at you on the platform of a New York subway and and when the train is coming, we'll run over there and push you in front of the train. What is that? Man, that's demon possession. The man, young man who killed those little children. You got to be demon possessed, people, to blow away a little cherubic looking child. Are you kidding me? That's all. And see, you don't want to talk about that. Even the sweet evangelical, sweet Protestant, and sweet, well, the Catholic Church, they say more about it, but they don't have any power to do anything about it. They're constantly talking about exorcists and exorcisms and so forth and so on. Uh, I believe the, the main way you get rid of demons is through prayer to God today. Whether you lay hands on or not, some of some people who uh, think that they have power in their hands are not to ever lay hands on anybody unless you cast a demon inside the person, especially the preachers and priests and 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 uh, charismatic preachers of today. That's why I have told people don't let anybody lay hands on you. Talking about they're going to cast a demon on you, they may cast a demon in you. For real. The characteristics Paul will describe speak not only of bad times, but do you know what makes bad times? Bad people. See, like I told you last night, I'll be very careful. I will be very careful. If you, listen to me, if you have a check in your spirit about Thanksgiving dinner, thinking that you're going to have the normal, regular, Warm and cuddly Thanksgiving dinner, and this person's going to come in. This person's going to. I hope you do, but I doubt it. Because there's a different spirit in the world the spirit of deceptionism. People are walking lies. Some people lie so much they believe it themselves. You may have somebody come in there, and just like those four. Uh, three football players didn't know this. Their friend and their teammate and their classmate, they didn't. They didn't know he had a gun, and they certainly didn't know he had the intention on blowing their brains out while they slept. Those four young people in the prime of their life having a great time, like we all have had in the past, and we didn't give it a thought. Today is not that kind of day, my friend. 
they they didn't have a chance. They don't know what hit them to this day. And as far as I know, they have not found anybody. And I agree with the people who were calling for an evacuation of the campus. Uh, and I would take it further than that. All children, young people ought to go home from the University of Idaho. And I said about the University of Virginia, I don't know what they uh, uh, did about it. But I have said that there should not be a game, man. No game. Excuse me, but to hell with the game, man. No game. No, no. These fellas would not want you to play a football game. They would rather for you to have a day of mourning. Not only for them, but for yourselves. Because who's next? All of this is strategically set up by Satan and the woke people of this world. They are intentionally killing people for no reason. That was a woke move. Both of them were woke moves. Deceiving people, making them think that everything is alright and is not alright. Deceiving and being deceived. That is the watchword of today, my dear friend. Well, you say, well, preacher, you know, people were deceived in, in the past, too. And yes, but not like now. As I mentioned last night, a Supreme Court justice black woman uh, saying that she does not know what a woman is. Let me tell you something about black women. Black women know very well what a woman is. She knows what a woman is, too. People running around talking about men can get pregnant. That's all deception. Demonic, mind-bending, mind-raping uh, of the mind deception. The devil is raping the minds of people every day. Especially your young people. And he is hell-bent on it. And he's already got people who are hell-bent on it. You can march down to the... Uh, to the uh, Board of Education all you want to. Their mind is already made up. The curriculum is already printed up by the devil and his uh, cohorts. And they, they were dancing with glee that the election turned out as well as it did for the Democrats. They are hell-bent on raping the minds of your children and tearing out their hearts and spirits and souls and yours too. That's why I'm preaching this. I'm trying to get your children saved from this untoward generation, the Bible calls it. And trying to protect you from getting your heart ripped out. Because that's what's going to happen. You hear me well now. Listen, can you imagine what those three... Uh, those parents of those three men are going through, young men are going through, these were all promising young men. These men, these young black men, they made it, man. Big time. UVA, playing football. You get paid playing football now. $50,000, $100,000, a million dollars, $1.5 million. You don't have to go pro. 
You don't have to go pro now. I'm glad for these young men. They can buy a new car now. They can live in a house. They can own the house while they're playing college football. God bless you. That's, that's, that's a winner right there to me. Then you're able to make commercials and get commercials done. You play well. You get a $2 million, $3 million commercial deal. Get yourself a shoe deal. I, I'm happy for you. You don't have to worry about being the two or three percent who make it to the NFL. Monk the NFL. I, I can make more money in four years and live for the rest of my life and set my mom and dad up and everybody else in a new house before I leave college with a degree and I'll do something else that's less painful. You know what those parents are going through? You don't know what they're going through. Don't even say it. You know what those parents are going through out there in Idaho, man? Huh? You don't know. So don't even say you know unless you had a child die like that. But that's going to happen. And let me say something. Let me say to you. I'm prayed up because it may happen to me. Because the devil does not care who he attacks. Yes, I, I pray with my children every morning and every night and every day and throughout the day and taught them how to pray without ceasing. Read the Bible to them every day of their lives. They heard me reading the Bible in the womb. So when they came out of the womb, they knew what to do. Sit on my lap and be quiet. And they would just look at me. And they knew to be quiet. Even my dog Sal... When we were praying, Sal would go over there and pray. That's right. I'm telling you, everybody, everybody had to pray. In the early days, my wife didn't want to pray. And she would come up with all kinds of things to keep me from praying. And when I got into my position to pray, all of a sudden she would, Excuse me, Daddy. Excuse me, Daddy. No, no, no. We're going to pray. Get thee behind me, Satan. Glory be to God. That's all. That, that was in the early days. She was trying to train me. I was training her. The devil is alive. Excuse me. Now, the devil was trying to use her. I, and God showed me that. To keep me from praying. I know you, you sweet evangelicals don't want to hear it. And you want me to always praise my wife for all of this and that that she has not done. I'm not doing that because that's what you've been doing. Look at you. You're divorced and twice. Remarried. Living in adultery. Pastoring a church. Your wife is supposed to be a speaker and everything else. Don't, uh -uh. don't you say anything to me. My wife and I will celebrate... Uh, our 35th anniversary in a few days. If the Lord tells his coming and we live. All my preacher friends who were asking me stupid questions like at, in the buffet line at Golden Crown. You know, that's where we go. <laughs> All you can eat. Yeah, well, I'm just going to get a salad. That's what you do in front of the preachers. And go get a salad and and put chicken wings and everything else, beef tips and everything else, all on the salad, all around the salad. Come on, that's what we did.
while I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to get my tray and so forth, a certain, uh, certain one would ask me, Preacher, um, they were talking about how that they, they helped their wives change diapers and wash the dishes and fix the food. That's what they were talking among themselves. And uh, they asked me, now, Preacher, do you, you do that? I said, no, I don't do that. That's her job. Preacher, what book have you been reading? I said, I've been reading the Bible. This actually happened. I'm not telling you. And they hated me for that. Because that, that garbage has been going on for years. And that's what pastors taught men. That you, you ought to work all day out building a highway and then come home and don an apron and wash the dishes and change the babies so that your woman, your wife would be more attracted to you and all of this kind and to love you more and all this kind of foolishness. I knew, all, I knew from being with women down the year, women, ain't, they're not interested in no man putting on an apron. They're not, in, they want, deep down, they want to serve the man. And if you would insist that she does so, uh, she'll be more attracted to you as a man. Anyway, I digress. But of bad people, perilous times is filled up with bad people, evil people. And this is why I lovingly warn you, be very careful. And uh, you people who are single, especially you uh, young ladies, uh, don't get foot loose and fancy free. Because the men today are fish. And they are looking at pornography and then they're looking at you. And, and, and the feeling that they have is like a tiger. They want to rip you apart to satisfy their burning lust. They don't care anything about you. And you're going to find that out if you give yourself to a man and act all foolish acting and stupid acting. Letting him come over to your house endangering your other family members and all of that. And then if you resist or you try to break it off, he's going to come and shoot up the whole household and, and, and cut your head off. No, no, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't tell me that's not going to happen. It's happening every day. Every day. Silly-minded women and silly women and silly-minded men getting themselves in a mess and endangering the rest of their family members. So God gave me a prayer to share with the whole world. Many other people pray it too. Before the coronavirus plague came in, God prepared me for good days and bad days. God prepared me for celebrations and tragedies. Lord, prepare me for weddings and funerals. Lord, prepare me for life and death, my death and the, and the death of others that I love. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Some of you people do not know the power of short up prayers. You may not feel them when you don't need them. You may not feel them when you don't need them. But uh, they will show up when you need them, and they'll carry you through. Sure. I call them short-up prayers. Now, you know you're going to die. You know you're going to have family members to die. I had short-up prayers when I got the communication that my brother, my baby brother died. In fact, 
God had given me that prayer sometime before he died. Because that's not supposed to happen in our family. That's, that, that rarely happens in our family where we have a, the baby boy dies. The baby child dies. No, that's rare. That's rare. Okay? In fact, I can't remember a time that has happened in our entire family. See? So that would, have, if I was not prayed up, and if I didn't have shored up prayers, I would have been beside myself. Okay? Because that's, that's a shocker. I'm supposed to die first. I'm the oldest of all the children. Not my little brother. So you need to practice that in this day and time because bad things are going to happen to you and your family. You mock my words. Just like the, those families out there in Idaho, the families out there in University of Virginia, they may be from all over the country. I don't know. We'll find out. And you ought to be praying for them because... That right there is hard, man. That's hard. You don't get over that. I don't care what people say. Them uh, six steps of grieving or whatever. How five steps of grief and all of that. There's no such thing, man. It's grief for the rest of your life. That's why, particularly when they die young like that and they're murdered. We should note what the hardness or danger of this time is in Paul's view to be. Not war necessarily. You're going to have some of that because Jesus Christ said that. Not necessarily famine. You got that going on too, simultaneously. Not necessarily diseases. But we got that going on through the coronavirus plague which is ramping up again and they say there's a worse one coming. Nor any of the other calamities or ills that befall the body. And I'm sharing some things with you from Dr. Guzik. Dr. Sammy Madison is the one who introduced me to Dr. Guzik. He's not as popular as some of the evangelical teachers and preachers, but uh, he's as solid as a rock. But the wicked and depraved ways of men. That's what you need to be uh, aware of. People are wicked. More so now than ever. Men are wicked. And guess what? Women are wicked too. Men. It's not just the men now. It's the women too. Wicked, evil, treacherous, wretched. Depraved. Nowadays, they're, they're, you know, back in the day, men who want to do all kinds of perverted things. Now you got women who want to do all kinds of perverted things. Men and women. Young adults and teenagers. And that's what deception will do to you. And then you get deceived and then you do something you know you have no business doing. And then you suffer for it for the rest of your life. 
the guilt of it, the shame of it, the pain of it, the isolation of it. Why? Because of being deceived. Thinking that it's going to be fun and pleasurable, and it may be for a minute, but then uh, now the consequences. <clears throat> Dr. Charles Stanley has a saying, Obey God and leave the consequences to Him. And some of the old preachers used to say, you can disobey God uh, however you want. And you control that. But you don't control the consequences of what uh, and how God will lay the boom down on you. You, you don't control that. See, So it's, that's two sides of the same coin, if you will. And that's all I'm going to do tonight uh, and share with you tonight. If you're with us tonight and you're not a born-again Christian, you know that you are religious, but you are not saved. You're not born again. You know, deep down, I believe God lets everybody know whether or not they're saved. God does not want you to be deceived about that. And the reason why we're still all here tonight is because God has us here for a reason. He's not willing. He just does not want to. Uh, he's not willing that any should perish. That is, perish in hell. Because once you go to hell, that's it. There's no purgatory. There's no in-between. There's no vestibule or waiting room. Contrary to the lying popes and lying priests and lying uh, Catholic leaders of the day back in the medieval times, there's no such th thing as purgatory. There's no such thing as limbo. In the words of Dr. Charles McKinney, it is in or out. It is up or down. It is sink or swim. So tonight is the only night you have. You already know that you're going to die. You know that from life experience. You pass by funeral homes. You pass by graveyards. If you don't pause and think about graveyards and funeral homes and if you don't pause and think when you see a long line of cars with a hearse leading the way, there's something wrong with you somewhere. You're not thinking right. You're not thinking clearly. You need to be thinking about your death. King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, said it's better to go to a funeral than to a party. I'm translation. I'm translating it. That's, a, that's the Daniel White III. And DW3 translation. Okay, but it is. You need to go to a funeral every now and then. It may not even be your family member. To get prepared, you might want to go to somebody else's funeral. Because you're going to go to yours one day. Why? Because the Bible says it is appointed on the man who wants to die, but after this, the judgment. 
The Bible says we all have sinned against God Almighty. We are a nasty bunch, aren't we? A disobedient, rebellious, and depraved bunch of people. You need to humble yourself down and admit that. That you're so evil and so wicked and so depraved, you can't save yourself. You need somebody to save you. How many of you have seen people in floods? We've seen a lot of that lately. It's not because of uh, climate change. And I heard somebody say yesterday in one of the news stories that people uh, in government are contemplating hiding the sun to control climate change. The devil's a lie. And that's just, that's, that's foolishness from Jump Street. You can't hide the sun. But anyway, it's not climate change. God created the climate and he can change it if he wants to, to speak to you and to get your attention and help you to see how vulnerable you are, spiritually and physically. Have you, have you ever seen anybody in a flood and they had to climb up in a tree, climb up on the roof, and the water's still rising? Well, you need to be saved. That person needs to be saved. They can't save themselves. Okay, that's the situation you are in spiritually. You can't save yourself. Stop. We all have this tendency and this temptation where we want to fix it. We want to save ourselves. We want to do it. It's nothing but demonic pride from hell. There's some things in life, buddy, you need to call on God and you need somebody to save you. And what you do after they save you, you say thank you very much. You don't ask them what party they are of or whether or not uh, they like you or not. You just say thank you. Well, in God's economy, all of us need to be saved because we're all sinners. We have violated God's laws and commandments. And if they're going to throw the beautiful lady who had the company uh, connected to blood... If they're going to throw her in jail, I didn't hear the sentence today. Well, you must understand that we must answer to God for the sins we have committed and the crimes we have committed against him. I mean, uh, 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 they tried to execute a man over in Arizona the other day. And uh, something to the effect of... uh, the needle kept breaking or some kind of thing like uh, well the whole point is we have the authority in the state from God if a person killed their mother or killed anybody else in Texas you got to die and other places like Texas if we have that kind of authority and power over the lives of human beings and we're sinners and criminals as well then imagine God's authority over us. And you have violated all his laws and commandments. You've disobeyed God by lying, by stealing, by lusting and covering up your lies and uh, coveting after people and their things. 
you have dishonored and disrespected and disobeyed your parents. You have uh, dishonored God by taking his name in vain. And the Holy Bible says, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That means we die because of our sins. You, you didn't know that, did you? You thought we died of cancer. You thought we died of cardiac arrest. You thought we died of the coronavirus plague. And those are just the means of death, and there are many ways out of here. But the reason why we die is because of our wicked evil and ungodly sinful nature and our sins that we've committed against God. In our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, in our spirits, in our thoughts. And if you do not take advantage of his free gift of salvation by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you will die and go to hell. And you must do that on this earth. You can't do this afterwards. Once you die, game over. The game of life is over, if you would allow me to say that. It's over. You need to do this while you're here. As the old preachers used to say, while the blood is yet running warm in your veins and you have air in your lungs, you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Being a church member can't save you. Getting baptized has nothing to do with your salvation. Speaking in tongues, dancing around the church has nothing at all whatsoever to do with your salvation. Giving money to the church, I don't care how many millions, it will not save your soul. Because you don't have enough money for this salvation. You can work in the church every day of your life. You don't have enough time to earn this salvation. And so, dear friend, you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said, and, and, and you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved from hell, where the fire shall never be quenched. And where you will be tormented every day of your eternal life. Every hour in the torments of darkness. The torments of an agonizing memory. The torments of the flames of hell. The torments of lostness forever. And by the way, Jesus Christ who said those words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, is the same Jesus who preached more on hell than all of the prophets and all of the apostles in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And so, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. It is the only way to get saved. Not by doing, but by trusting, by believing in him. You have to humble yourself down to do that.
And so, dear friend, if you want to get saved on tonight, or in the early wee hours of the morning, truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And call on his name, for the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. That's prayer. See, if you believe in your heart, you're going to call on the Lord, and you're going to pray, and you're going to ask him to save your soul. And he will save you. He saved me December the 19th, 1979, and I was not looking for him, but he found me. I, did, I was running away from the church and preachers and everybody else connected to the church. I hated preachers. I hated my own dad. I had been in church all of my life. I was sick of church. And I was sick of church people. And, uh, the la- and I cursed and swore many times before I got saved that I would never be a preacher like my dad, even though my friends would joke me and, and, and tease me and saying I would. I was going to be a preacher like my dad. That's the that last thing on earth, man. That was the last thing on earth I wanted to be. The Lord knows it. And my dad didn't really have any influence on my salvation whatsoever, nor did my mother. I do believe they prayed for me, and I, and I had two praying grandmothers, and I thank God for that. But nobody had, that, had influence on me for that for salvation, because they weren't even saved. And, and if they got saved, I, 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 I believe they got saved after I got saved. I know my dad got saved by listening to the preaching of Billy Graham. The most, to me, he was the most boring man I ever heard in my life. He, he bored me to tears. My dad tried to get me... I, in fact, I was disgusted with my dad to find him in, in the living room with his lawn and dawn cookies uh, 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 listening to Billy Graham and asking me to come in there and sit there with him. None of us. None of us. My mother either. None of us. My mother didn't want to come. Nobody sat in that living room and watched Billy Graham but my dad every time he came on. So if God can save me, is what I'm saying to you, God can save you. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved tonight. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase if you mean business, if you're sincere. Don't pray it if you don't mean it. God is not going to make you, and I can't make you. God does not make people believe in him. He made you a free moral agent. It is your choice. And so I am trying to persuade you to do so because God has been very good to me. My mother, who is not uh, my biggest fan, my mother told me, son, God has been very good to you. And, And she's right. God's been very good to me. And I'm trying to persuade you to get saved so God can be very good to you. So let's pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I know that I am a wicked, evil sinner that has transgressed and trespassed your laws, your Ten Commandments. And I have sinned grievously in your sight and repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. 
please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe in my heart, in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the best way that I know how, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit. For I believe that you suffered, bled, and died on the cross for all of my wicked sins. Please save my wretched soul from the burning hell and from a life of hellaciousness. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God, and you called on his name and asked him to save you, and you were sincere. And then, my dear friend, according to the holy word of God, according to the holy words of Jesus Christ, you are now saved from the burning hell, and you're on your way to heaven. And may I say to you, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. To grow uh, in the faith, I want you to go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book, Free of Charge. It is a free download titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will show you what you need to do next to be the Christian and the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Please email us at the email that's on your platform. We are on multiple platforms at the same time. And uh, if you don't see an email, email me directly at DW3 and Gospel Light Society. So that we, and let us know that you got saved so that we can pray for you and rejoice with you that you got saved. If you have a special prayer request, if you have a death in the family, you're going through a tough time in your marriage and family, let us know and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Also, type into Google Gospel Light Society Podcasts. And there you will find thousands of podcasts dealing with nearly 50 different, 50 different subjects that will help you to grow in the faith. All, free of charge, all you got to do is sit down or lie down and listen and grow in your spirit life. All right, dear friend, we're going to move on over to another service now. The standing between the living and the dead uh, devotional service. Oh, I almost forgot. I want to share something else with you.
We'll let it be tonight. No, I won't. Let's, uh, let me just add this too. Uh, this I almost forgot. This is a part of the previous uh, sermon. And, and it's a family illustration part uh, that I add to it uh, to help let you know this is real. And, uh, and uh, uh, wokeism is real. It is a demonic spirit. You can't, it's not tangible, but it's, it's real. And it is destroying the lives of many people. See, you must understand, once your mind is raped with deceptionism, your heart and soul and spirit is raped, then your body gets raped because you have been deceived into thinking that having sex outside of marriage is okay. You become a sex toy to certain people, and they rape your body and also rape your soul and your spirit and your heart and mind. And then if you believe the lie that homosexuality uh, is okay, and that you can be a Christian and a homosexual, uh, you are being raped double time, double. Your mind, your soul, spirit and body is being wasted away and you're being destroyed on the inside. After a while, by and by, you're going to feel like there's nothing to live for. And uh, somebody will kill you because you don't want to cooperate anymore, or you will kill yourself. I hate to tell you that, but uh, this is what I have to tell you because you need to be forewarned when you are caught up in deceptionism and you're constantly being deceived and getting your mind raped by the devil and by devilish people, that's you're going to be a very empty, empty person. And if you don't get to God through Jesus Christ or get back to God through Jesus Christ, it's going to be a mess. And here uh, is one of the results of wokeism, the blob of deceptionism, or the blob of Beelzebub, which is deceptionism. Here is the first set of verses. Now here is the truth. Here is the truth that you need to hear. Homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, all of these are lies that the devil is telling young people. People who have been led to think they can cut their breasts off, women can cut their breasts off, boys can, uh, girls can cut their breasts off and be all right, boys can cut their penises off and be all right, and girls can attach a fake penis to themselves, and it's okay. That is, that is the deepest deception out of probably the whole multifaceted 
wokeism blob of Beelzebub. That's mind. That's not. That's not only mind bending. That's mind breaking. That is mind raping. And they are. They are hell bent on doing that to all of your children. One day, parents, you're going to be sitting in your house, and the boy that you sent out the door will come back as a girl, and vice versa. That's happening every day across this country. And they are raping your children's minds, and they're raping you and tearing your heart out because you had a little boy. And now, 9, 10, 11, 12, under the, under the authority, not under the authority, but under the influence of a homosexual teacher, a gay teacher, they have taken your child and turned him into a girl and got him set up to get his penis cut off without your permission, without your even knowing. And did you know your sweet little girl got raped by a boy football player, probably, uh, athlete who was dressed in a dress because he just wanted to do so? Her virginity is taken away. Uh, if she ever gets married, it's going to be an issue. And you can't do anything about it. They, if you go to that school, they're going to tackle you and take you down to the ground and, 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 and arrest you if you try to do anything or say anything. They're going to shame you instead of you shaming them. But let me remind you, what I'm getting ready to read to you is just a small part of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. It's just one facet. The blob of Beelzebub, wokeism, is a multifaceted, all the way around, 360 kind of a thing. And nobody, humanly speaking, can get their head around it. Uh, there's only a few that God has dropped it into their minds, their spirits, as far as a revelation, to try to help people. And I want to say something to you. You're not going to get this from your history teacher, your professor, or your teacher in high school, or the doctor down at the hospital. If you don't listen to a man of God that God has called to deal with this and has downloaded What's going on? You're not going to get this, my friend. Not this one. You're not going to get it through deep study and nothing. Mm -mm. You better pay attention. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. And Daniel Zika, this goes with uh, the first sermon. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. That means a man should not lie down with a man. A woman should not lie down with a woman. That's what God's word said and says. And God's word is true all the way through. And you violate that, your soul is greatly damaged. And this is so deep. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, 
If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, him, Jesus Christ, should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved. But believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. 
that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on I am the door Jesus Christ said by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture ladies and gentlemen until next time may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.